So if you're like me, you're a parent, maybe you're a church leader, or maybe even a student yourself, uh, you've no doubt heard about the disturbing statistics uh, about how many young people are leaving the Christian church as they get older, as they go off to college. Uh, today on Creation Talk, we're going to discuss these issues and uh, some solutions for what we as the church can do about it. Uh, today on Creation Talk, we're talking about how to graduate with your faith intact. You are listening to Creation Talk, a creation.com podcast, proclaiming the truth to honor the Creator while providing credible answers. I'm Paul Price. Today I'm here again with our CEO, Gary Bates, and together, the both of us, uh, we co-authored this booklet, The Creation Survival Guide, and the reason that we did that is that uh, in the ministry that we work in, dealing every year with students, with parents, we know that there's a serious problem going on in the church right now. We know that there's an, an exodus of youth away from the church. There are a lot of different problems, a lot of different issues that can contribute mm. to this. So, of course, you can't oversimplify it into any one thing, but uh, we are strongly convinced from uh, the experience that we have that uh, one of the biggest factors is young people are not being equipped while they're in church to address the skeptical attacks and the intimidation that they're going to face when they go into an academic environment. Uh, when it comes to issues like evolution, millions of years, uh, the truth of Scripture, we have to make sure that we are equipping our youth hmm. in the church. So that's what this was all about. You know, there's been a, a, a big paradigm shift, particularly here in the States in recent years. We're in Atlanta, right? So we call this the Bible Belt in yeah. the South. And, you know, I would say even 20, 30 years ago, the culture was obviously predominantly more Christian. And so in our churches, we tended to, you know, just teach our young ones about the Bible. And don't get me wrong, that's admirable. Mm. But if we know that when they get out into the public realm, into the colleges, et cetera, they are going to be taught about evolution and anti-Christian worldview shouldn't we be preparing them for that? So, Absolutely. So, you know, yes, the Bible, but the Bible also speaks about the real world around us. Now, I was just listening to your intro and I was thinking, yeah, I can imagine some of the skeptics watching this saying, well, the reason they leave the faith is because they've obviously realised the Bible is wrong yeah. and it doesn't connect to the real world. Actually, that's what they do say. <laughs> yeah, that's not our experience. Yeah. You know, uh, people familiar with our ministry, they remember a couple of years ago I did a survey, a video survey on college campuses in Atlanta called Fallout. So I just asked four questions. And the first question the students came along was, were you raised in the church or not? And if they said they were, they were the ones I wanted to interview. And then the next question was, creation or revolutions, what's, what's true? And out of the hundreds I surveyed, Right? Only five of them said they still believed in biblical creation. And when I surveyed these students more, the ones who said they now believed in evolution, every single one, they'd never been shown any of the wealth of scientific evidence that supports biblical creation. The exactly. handful of kids who still believed in creation, every single one had been shown information. So it's not a matter of a blind faith that we have, right? It's making young ones aware that we have this information so when they get bombarded with the evolutionary worldview, they'll understand that it is a worldview. There's an interesting, uh, we put in some interesting quotes by some educators in the book. You've got one, I think, 
from Barash there. Do you want to read yeah, that? Yeah, I'm going to read that, that quote out. Uh, see, we, we have in this country, in the U.S., uh, we have this phrase that we always hear repeated, separation of church and state. You hear that repeated all the time. You're not allowed to teach religion in schools. But that prohibition doesn't work in every direction, does it? No. We know that the religion of naturalism or humanism is being filtered down to students in our schools, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, but in either case, it's definitely the reigning paradigm, and that's what's going to be indoctrinated into students. I can hear the raging through the speakers right now. Yeah. No, evolution is science. Creation is religion. Well, no, it's, they're not. Both yeah. creation and evolution, when they deal with events that happen in the past that are not observable, repeatable, or testable, they fall into the area of not being science, in other words, a yeah. philosophy or a worldview it's, about it's the history. Yeah. It's history. And uh, there are lots of different ways you can interpret historical facts. So it's not the same as when we go into a laboratory and we do an experiment that is repeatable. Historical science is not repeatable. Exactly. And so that's a big difference. So there. give our parents a heads up about uh, yeah. what, what, what our lecturers are like yeah. in, in college. So he here's an example of one lecturer uh, who is well known for his controversial statements. So I will say that Professor David Barash, and he's an evolutionary biologist and psychology professor at the University of Washington. And so he's a little bit more straightforward and honest than most when it comes to his attitude with his students. Uh, he says, every year around this time, with the college year starting, I give my students the talk. It's irresponsible to teach biology without evolution, and yet many students worry about reconciling their beliefs with evolutionary science. Just as many Americans don't grasp the fact that evolution is not merely a theory, but the underpinning of all biological science, a substantial minority of my students are troubled to discover that their beliefs conflict with the course material. The more we know of evolution, the more unavoidable is the conclusion that living things, including human beings, are produced by a natural, totally amoral process with no indication of a benevolent, controlling creator. So, yeah, try telling our PhD biologists and say, yeah, am I that, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and what do you see here? Not only is he uh, admitting that he indoctrinates his students into a particular belief about history, which is evolution, uh, but, but he goes further than that, and he makes it clear that he wants his students to understand that there is no creator, that, there, that we were not designed by God in any sense. Yeah. And so that, if that's not indoctrinating, I don't know what would be. Yeah. So there you go, parents, pastors, that's the type of stuff our young ones can expect to face. Uh, we actually have some testimonies from scientists who uh, talk about their experiences in college. Uh, one of them here, Carla Bates, um, no surprise, yes, a relation, my daughter. She says, and this is back in Australia, her first biology class lecture, her professor stated, evolution is a fact and the basis for this class, if you believe in creation, you will fail this class. Uh, that sounds a bit discriminatory, uh, Paul, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so are you being discriminated on your beliefs of creation? So I think it's good to discuss some of the points that our students are, are going to get because, you know, myself and our other speakers, when we're out on ministry, we often get students come up to us and they say, listen, I'm in college and I'm being forced to, to learn about evolution and I don't like it. And often when I question them and I say, what do you do? 
they say, well, I challenge my teacher in class. And I've got to be honest, I kind of cringe yeah. when I hear that. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that's not very a wise thing to do, really, is it? I, I don't think so. Um, so the, the main bulk of this, of this booklet that we wrote is a series of do's and don'ts hmm. for students. And the point is to help students. That's why it's called a survival guide. Help you survive academia with your faith intact and hopefully also with your grades intact as well. So, and, and one of the first no-nos, you definitely do not want to be disrespectful. You do want to be respectful to your teacher, even if you disagree with them. Mm. They are your teacher. So it's, it's not going to be a good testimony, and it's, it's not going to be good for you just as a matter of practicality. It's not a smart idea for you to openly contradict or challenge your teacher or to be disrespectful to them at any point. It's, it's a very bad well, they're, idea. They're, forced to, uh, they're being forced to teach the curriculum. And, yeah. and in yeah. fact, some cases have been examples of teachers who are teaching evolution but quietly say, yeah. you know, I'm not sure I believe it to be it's, true. They may not believe it themselves, but they have to teach it. So don't. And here's the other thing. We need to, we need to understand what evolution's about. How can we deal with it if we don't understand it? I mean, all of our scientists in the ministry uh, and you know, including myself, we were former evolutionists. Yeah. In fact, one of the testimonies we have in the back of our booklet is 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 uh, Joel Tay, right? Who's got a bachelor's in evolutionary biology, <laughs> so yeah. he clearly understands you know what evolution is about, and that I think in understanding both sides of the arguments helps us form a better apologetic, if you like. You know, one of the things I've learned, and I know you understand this because you've debated skeptics on the internet for years, is that most of them don't have a clue about what creationists really believe. They just build up straw man arguments about it. So the other thing I think, Paul, is our young ones are intimidated. And they're intimidated because of what we said before. They're not given the information for creation while at home or in the church. So if you have that information, Right, you know, there's evidence for biblical creation. You're going to be a lot more confident about what you believe. You're going to be less intimidated, surely. Yeah, and intimidation is good. You mentioned that because that is the number one thing that, as a student, you need to be prepared for. That is the number one tactic that is used to browbeat people down and into an acceptance of the idea that all life has descended from a a simple cell which itself came about by chance. All of this is something that essentially is not supported by evidence. Yeah. So what do you do when you don't have a good argument? You have to intimidate. Right. Well, it's not just intimidating in terms of the information. There are well-organized skeptics groups yeah. on campuses, and they make it their aim to try to find the Christian students, give them pamphlets of questions that they think they cannot answer. And again, on that, if you get a question you think you can't answer – Visit creation.com. We've got, a, at the time of this uh, podcast, we've got over 12,500 articles there, and I'd be surprised if there's a question you can't uh, answer. Another one yeah. that comes up, and we get this through our uh, question and ticketing system all the time, is, well, I was on the internet and I went onto those skeptics' websites yep. trying to debate them, Yep. and Boom. Suddenly yeah. I get emails that say, and I'm struggling with my faith because there's a question here that I couldn't answer. Um, are you always going to get the truth and objective inf information on those sites? And I'm asking you that because you've been on them. Yeah. Uh, you very rarely will get honest discussion on those sites, on the uh, skeptics forums, places like that. Um, 
that's why I, I'm not saying that you that you should never visit them, but I'm I'm hesitant to say that you should visit them either because it's it's a matter of personal discernment. Uh, you need to be well grounded in the truth and well grounded in the evidence and the and the facts. And if you go to those places expecting to get the facts, you're going to be disappointed because a, a lot of times they are not honestly presented, um, they're not honestly debated, and but there's can, just a lot of wrong information. It, it, wrong there. information, that's, that's and so that that's why it's good to have a good source of information that is reliable. Go there. Um, get well equipped, and if you feel led to go to creation.com, yeah, go to creation.com basically. Yeah. But if you feel led to, to get involved in debate, make sure that you're well equipped before you wade into that. Yeah, I often I used to say to people, if you're going to play in the gutter, expect to get messed up a little yeah, bit, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, because that's the level it's at. So, uh, some bullet points there. So, just to recap, first is you know, don't put a big target on your back, basically. Um, you do need to learn about evolution. There's many good young Christians who've gone through college, gone through university, come out well-adjusted. I mean, one of the young ladies I interviewed in Fallout, I said, what are you studying? She said, biology. I said, but you're not convinced by the evolutionary argument? She said, no. Very lovely, young, soft-spoken girl. She's just quietly confident going through the class. She knows what she believes. She knows that the Bible's true and there's evidence for it as well. Uh, so, yeah, don't put a target on your back. Get equipped. Parents, pastors, leaders. You know, we've had, Paul, I mean, this basically, we're, we're blessed in that this has been an outstanding success. Um, we've had churches order hundreds and hundreds of copies. It's a $3.50 booklet yeah. to give to every student and family in their church right. to equipment. Well, what a blessing that is. So there's a simple start that you can do. Uh, and by the way, you get discounts for bulk yeah. uh, bulk orders as well. Be careful of who you argue with. Unless you feel prepared, obviously don't venture into that uh, that minefield. Anything right, else right. you think we'd add on that? I mean, we got a lot. There's 11 do's and don'ts yeah, in here. We're you just know, covering obviously we can't cover everything, but I think we've hit most of the most important points. Uh, definitely get educated both about evolution but also about uh, the evidence that goes against evolution, so you can be ready for that. One of the last points we mentioned is to, uh, you know, do recognize what your rights are as a student. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes the discrimination can get so egregious that your rights are actually being violated. So uh, yep. that that's another thing that, that you should be aware of. But um, Yeah, one of the great blessings we still have in the U.S., I, I realized, is our free speech laws. Yeah. You can't be, <laughs> uh, should not be discriminated on that. Paul, yeah. I mentioned one of the testimonies, and we've got a few uh, in the back of, uh, of the booklet uh, from scientists. Mm-hmm. Uh, who've who've been through the mill yeah. and have come out, and some of these guys are obviously working with Creation Ministries International. We mentioned Joel, who's got a degree in evolutionary biology. Uh, Dr. Matthew Chahati, who's yeah. got a PhD. Um, he talks about even as a lecturer, as yeah. a teacher, how yeah. he was discriminated against when uh, his uh, bosses found out about his creationist's belief. So remember, students, you're not on your own. There are people who've trod this path and have been through it before, and a ministry like CMI is here to help you. We've got lots and lots of information uh, to, to do that. Another one, of course, is Dr. Robert Carter, uh, a yeah. marine biologist. 
Uh, he admits that he started to sway down the evolutionary path and, in fact, it was our creation magazine mm. that kind of brought him out the other yeah. end. So information does make a big difference. Yeah, those testimonies at the end are really powerful, so I was I was really happy that we got the chance to put those in there because, uh, uh, you know, it's a unique perspective getting to hear from people who are now educated science professionals uh, or, you know, have gone through academia yeah. and have come out on the other side um, you know, successful. For those who watch the video of these podcasts on YouTube, often with the comments, people are saying, well, what about radioisotope dating or what about this? Uh, may I say that's not the place to put them. Go to creation.com and type in your question in the search engine and you will get answers there. So one more reminder for the audience, the booklet that we're talking about in this episode is called The Creation Survival Guide. Uh, it's a low-cost booklet at our website, $3.50, so it's shameless promotion, but we do think it's <laughs> so important that we're willing to do that. And uh, so glad that for, for those of you that have watched or listened to our episode, making it here to the end, if you're not already subscribed, make sure you check it out. And um, so, yeah, thank, thanks, guys, again. All right. See you, folks.